Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the most average podcast ever. It's Zach. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. And the nose. I look good. I mean, really good. Hey, everyone! Come and see how good I look! All right, back here on the Zach and the Nose podcast. It's volume 23. Very excited to be here with you today. Uh, as always, my partner in crime, the Nose at Spencer Nose on Twitter, here for another podcast extravaganza. It's uh, pod number 23, volume number 23. Excited? We've done 22 of them so far. We are on the Michael Jordan now of podcasts. Correct. Easy one I on the like number 23. It, yes. yes. Any other uh, 23s out there that we can give some love to? I don't feel I like don't anybody so, else. Right? I feel like he cornered the market on the 23. Didn't LeBron try to do 23 for a while? He or, did. Yeah, he yeah, didn't work. I yeah. remember him as six. Six, he's okay, that's that, it. That's, okay. yeah. All right, so we are on volume number 23 of the podcast. I have to start with this. If you listen to volume 22, obviously you heard the fact that um, we that was our last podcast in our 30s. We're going to get to that in a second. We're both 40 years old now. We have stories about that and about our crazy weekends or non-crazy weekends that we had uh, becoming 40. But we brought up a small topic on last week's podcast. And the small topic was, in fact, it's a PGA Championship, and really it's a Tiger Woods stuff. You know, you, if Tiger's playing well, they get good, great, good ratings. If he's doing well at the end, it's fun to watch. And you literally just threw out there like it was the most confident you've ever been. By the way, uh, Brooks Kepka is going to win this tournament. Just, you heard it here first. You're right. I, I gotta, I gotta let you beat your chest. I got, I gotta clap for you for a second because you, you, you fucking called it. I did. Yet it's not the, you know. I'm not so impressed over this. It's not like the Juju Smith-Schuster two touchdowns for 97. But there's like 800 golfers. It, it, it could be anyone's tournament. It could have been some random amateur that's never played before. It could have been Tiger. It could have been anybody. You nailed it. I got Just take the, take the goddamn I'll, credit. I'll take the credit. I'll take the credit. I also take more you know credit in saying that Tiger Woods was going to have a very off uh, weekend. I didn't feel him at all. And right now, Brooks, you're right. Brooks Kopka, what a what an interesting you know dude. I mean, how about him getting reje- his girlfriend getting rejected twice? Wow. on that kiss. What about that, uh, man? How upset! First off, think about that for a second, just with your wife, my wife, your wife in that situation. Uh, she goes in to give us a little peck on the cheek, a kiss on the lips, and we just kind of blow her off, and then give dabs to our buddy who's walking by. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? Here you go. Now put it on a level where it's on TV and the world sees it. I'm in deep. Deep trouble if that happens. I mean, he said, bitch, get away from me right now. Yes. I got a goddamn golf tournament to win. And I then can't believe it. She got her smooch afterwards. But I know, listen, I think Brooks Kopka, after now winning the last four out of his eight majors, I think he could do a little upgrade, upgrade on that girl personally. I mean, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty hot, and I get that. But I feel like he could do better. 
After we'll discuss it, after spending my weekend on South Beach for my 40th as my present from my wow. brother, I saw some talent, if you would, that makes me think that Brooks Cobb could, could do a little better. These guys settling in a little too early, in my opinion. Yeah, and he probably did, and he probably could. He's got like an eight, and we just definitely think he can get a nine and a half, ten at this point yeah. after you win that much. He's got himself an eight and a half to a nine. I feel like he could get himself a 20. Like a 20. Or, yeah, of exactly. Course, of course. All right, so. Uh, we both turned 40 over the weekend. You were on Saturday. I was on Monday. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I feel any different. I think I woke up on Tuesday morning after, after uh, I turned 40 and, uh, my knees hurt a little bit more. I think it was more of a mental thing. Maybe my back hurt a little bit more because now I feel like I'm 40 years old, but how was your weekend? Like, how did you celebrate? You just teased us all with the South Beach thing. Mine was not that cool. So it started off in my community in the hard streets of Davie, Florida, where my wife woke up with my kids and she set up a whole scavenger hunt around my community where I have different friends in my community. And we went to each home and there was a different present waiting for us. Wow. But more importantly, at starting at 830 in the morning on my 40th birthday, at every stop, I had to have a shot of liquor. Oh, my so God. So my day started off with having... Four shots of Jack Daniels oh before God. 9 a.m. Before 9 a.m. Correct. This is Jeez. all very real and very accurate. Um, so real fast, just to let you know about my weekend, my brother uh, did an amazing thing for me, and he got my wife and I a room at the W Hotel in South Beach, which was extremely off the charts wow. nice. I've never really stayed at a nice hotel like that before. I've stayed at nice hotels, but not the W, Four Seasons, Ritz type. Sure, it's not, sure. Not my style slash very expensive slash whatever it was i went down there and i spent the entire day uh at the pool scene the beach scene just being like no kids the kids were gone wow so i just really really relaxed had a had a wonderful day and uh but then something i think that the uh you guys should all hear about is that i i went and my wife god bless her did a lot of research and we and she knows I'm a foodie, and we're going to be discussing that in many future podcasts. We have some very huge news coming. Huge on the news podcast. coming yes. regarding food. But yes. I am a huge. Um, I love food, and I watch all the, you know, all of the Food Network and all love the competitions. So my wife gets me this incredible meal, this eight course meal at a um, restaurant in South Beach called Stubborn Seed, and the restaurant is owned and the head chef was a winner of top chef the show on bravo which i'm a big fan of so i'm i'm thinking to myself this is amazing well fool me once and fool me again i went to south beach the food was very good the service was atrocious of course it was it was south beach pretentious like we should be honored to be eating there We sat down for an eight-course meal, and three hours later, we're still sitting there. Oh, my God. They're feeding us free drinks, Zach, because of how bad the service was. You shouldn't be waiting 30 minutes in between each dish. The worst part about it is the bill comes, and my parents decided this is going to be your 40th birthday. So we're going to pay for this meal, which was a really nice thing. I was expecting it to be very expensive, about, you know, $250 to $300. Sure. No way. A lot more than that. Dude, the bill comes out and no. it was four seventy five without a tip. No, no, with the oh, with okay, the, okay, with the tip included. But for two human beings, wow, it's a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Worst part about it, I walked away starving. No, I walked away. Slice of pizza on South af- Beach after two hundred and what was it? It ended up being like two forty a person. Oh, holy, I moly. walked away 
flat out hungry. So yes, I'm a foodie and I love all the and the food was good. Dunk. So I mean, I could crush a lot of things about this place, but the food was actually good. But the but service stunk, and you were hungry when you're done. It's like two bites per course, like oh, one of those no, types no. of things where. I just Do I look like a two-bite per course not, guy? No, so the, I'm not. I've been to South Beach multiple times because there's always the new trendy spots with the new celebrity chefs, and I'm definitely a geeky, and I'm into it. Every time I go down to Miami for a meal of food, I am always disappointed. The service is normally just horrible. And, you know, if you're going to— I don't mind spending a lot of money, even though it's not really my parents— Oh, I, I also put down some of my money because I was not having my parents spend No, it's right. a lot of cash. It was too much money. Yeah. I'm like— Dude, oh my God, how could you spend so much money and still be hungry? I, I, it's crazy to me. And I'm done with South Beach uh, eating unless, wow. you know, unless the wife, like, we really got to go here. Sure, sure, sure. I, at least I'm going to twist my brain to understand that. Ooh. I'm going to, how could you be hungry wow. after spending two, over $250 per person? How is that freaking possible? I, I don't know, because I think for $10 at Costco, you can get a whole large pizza. Dude, send me to, be fine. Send me yeah. to like a Cuban place where yes. you get like a, a you know, plantains, a, rice and beans, man, nice you, piece of steak. Yes. Oh, I'm however in. you want to do yep. it. You get full. And uh, I just wanted to be full. That's it. So no, I didn't go get a slice of pizza afterwards. Actually, with my brother, I came with a, a brunch the next morning at the W. I woke up. I'm not a person who likes wakes up hungry. I am not. I'm going to have you my. I'm going to have my cafecitos. I'm going to have my whatever coffee I'm drinking. I woke up starving. Wow. And I crushed the brunch the next morning. Oh, okay, good. So All I was right, happy. So there's a happy ending. Yeah. So overall, I had a wonderful week. But I did want to get on this podcast the point of of dining in Miami and South Beach, um, unless you are a person who likes to be not full after a meal, then that if you don't want to be full after a meal, you go to South Beach, man. You're going to, they're not going to fail you. I don't want to have to eat a second dinner or have to eat like a big dessert to be full after something like that, especially if I'm paying 500 bucks for dinner. And they, and oh, they were giving us free drinks. So the $500 doesn't even include the free drinks they were giving us because they knew how horrible the service was. So again, it was just one of those type of South Beach trendy places that has all the promise in the world. Unexciting. And and the food was good. So I, I'm, I'm giving the credit, but most credit goes to my wife because I don't. I do feel bad that I'm. I'm sort of hating on the place a little bit because uh, she did an amazing job. So listen, she did her research. She brought you to a nice place and you got decent food out of it. But the service stunk and everything. Else. It's not her fault. No. And it, you know, like she found the place. I'm going to give credit to your wife there for finding. You said the food was good. So if the food was good, that's a huge part of the dinner. But if everything else stinks about it. It's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. The the weekend was a nail, though. Overall, I had a wonderful job. And do I feel any different? No, I don't feel any different. I just saying 40 when you feel like sounds weird when you feel like you're 20 and zach me and you have been partying and living life heavily 20 plus years right like i remember those times and i don't feel like they're so far removed but here we are now yeah and we're both old yeah yeah my weekend is very unexciting to the point where um i got a nice gift from my wife she bought me an apple watch i have no idea what to do with it yet i have it on and it beeps all the time and every once in a while it tells me to breathe and tells me when I'm going crazy on the show in the morning that my heart rate is elevated and I should be careful and take a deep breath, which is nice. It's a nice. solid present, by the way. Yes, yeah. I love it. I'm sure at one point I'll know what I'm doing with it and I'll and I'll be fine with it. Okay, you just sounded 40, by the way. Yeah, you, you I, I sound like the so old, old guy. Right just reset Christ. the computer. That's like today. We're taping. We're going to tape the podcast. I can't get the damn thing to record us. It's just there and it's running. So I have to text Alex Solano, who's the producer of the midday millennial show here, producer, and I and I go, what do I do? I can't get Adobe. To work like do i need another sign and he goes restart the computer 
To be an IT guy, all you have to tell anybody is just to restart a computer, and that's your job. So what did I do? I restarted the goddamn computer, and now it works, and we're taping the podcast. I got to give Solana credit because he gave me the best advice of the day. Restart the computer. So thank you, Alex, for that. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, uh, my wife put for like eight days before my birthday, she wouldn't let me see something in her closet. So I figured something was going on. She's doing something. She likes being creative and doing these like emotional kind of gifts. And I like that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. I do it for my parents all the time. Pictures of my son, this and that. She went to Walgreens or something and printed out a thousand pictures of us like me and her and me and my son and the three of us together and me and my dad and me and my brother and all this stuff. She chopped it all up. There she is. She's calling me right now. She's calling me right now. She chopped it all up and legitimately put it into this montage on this big, big, like 40 by 40 frame, like this huge thing. It's, it's right on the front next to the front door of my house. That's how big it is. Amazing. That's awesome. Love the Apple Watch, but like this was the coolest thing, and she worked so hard on it. I give her. You got props a good one, but you know that you got a good one. Of course, yeah, yeah. I got a good. One. I'm I'm impressed. So Otherwise, I did do South Beach for dinner also on Saturday night with my brother, but we went to the Big Pink. I like going out to like the little Fair. places. Guess what? You got full. I was so full at the end of the meal. Of course you were. $110 for three of us to eat, including two appetizers. I got the biggest burger I've ever seen. That, by the way was called the 50-50 burger. Have you ever heard of a 50-50 I'm going to guess it was 50% meat, 50% pork or bacon? bacon? Bacon. I told you I'm good. Let me tell you, it was delicious. The 50-50. Like they said, I go, oh, I'll take a medium, medium rare. That's how I kind of like my burgers. The guy's like, no, nope. we only do medium well yeah. because you got to cook the bacon inside yep. of it. You don't want that like, wow. loose fat bacon in there. Fried onions? Oh, yeah, put those a- on top. All this stuff? Yeah, put those on top. Ba- more bacon? I'll take more bacon on top, too. It was delicious. It was me, my brother, and my mom. I mean, me and my brother and my wife, not my mom. My baby's mom. And uh, it was great. And then on Monday night, we went out and got fajitas and margaritas on my actual birthday. Sounds like you killed it. I killed it. Great weekend for me. I do feel 40, though. Woke up Tuesday morning, and I felt like my knees and my back hurt a little more. And I can't work my iPhone, so I really am an old man at this point here. All right, let's get into the real stuff and not just the personal stuff. I think we spent the first 15 minutes of this podcast making fun of each other and food, which is, like Nose said, it's a great tease for what we're going to be doing over the summer. We're still at the end of May here. Once we get into June and July and the beginning of August, before football starts, when it's really the dead time in sports, we have something really cool planned. We got the green light. More to come. Lenny, the leader, has given us the green light. More to come on that. We'll tease some stuff out in the next couple of weeks once we get this it's gonna started. It's going to be fun. I Just promise know that. that it has to do with something that me and Nose love, and you've heard it on this podcast a lot. It has to do with food. Okay, that's the only tease you're going to get from this right now. Okay, so we're both 40. We got through that. Brooks Kepka, I gave you the, the, the chest-beating time, even though you didn't do it very well in the beginning. I want to talk a little basketball because Golden State now is, the, is is in the finals. Toronto and Milwaukee are tied up. they got a couple more games to go, so you can kind of tell when we're taping this if I'm telling you they're, they're, they're tied up in the series. Golden State doesn't have Kevin Durant, and the Splash Brothers are back to being the Splash Brothers, and Draymond Green is back to being Draymond kicked LeBron in the nuts from a couple years ago, Draymond Green. I think Golden State could win without Durant. I think they could beat Milwaukee or Toronto without Durant. Durant, obviously, is second best or or first or the best player in the NBA. It helps the team out. But I think the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green are back to where they were in 2015. So the question that I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Do you think they're better without Kevin Durant? It's the, the easy answer to that is, yeah, they're playing great. 
The obvious answer to that is no. You can't take Kevin Durant off a team and say your team is better. You can't take LeBron off a team and say your team is better. You can't take Russell Westbrook or one of those guys off your team and say you're better. Although I know where you're going with this, I think, because I know a team you like, and I think your team is better without their superstar. Yeah, Kyrie, you could go take a hike, but we're right. not going to talk about no, Kyrie. No, no, no. I'm going to disagree with you. Really? All right, let's, okay. Let's, I, of course, understand how good Kevin Durant is. Sure. I do think he's a top Obvious, three yes. player in the NBA, and I think he's probably the best scorer in the NBA one-on-one. But we've watched a team that has won many championships without him, and I just believe, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, that their flow of game and the way that they're playing and everything that you just mentioned is just makes them better. Draymond Green is not Draymond Green when Kevin Durant's on the floor at his full effect. We certainly know Stephen Curry is not free-flowing Stephen Curry when Durant is on the floor. Correct. Now, I know it's a controversial statement. I understand what I'm saying. I am not – I'm very conscious of what I'm saying here. I just think that they're a better team as a team when he is not on the floor. Okay. I've, I'm watching Stephen Curry being basically right now the best player in the NBA. It, it looks like it, yes. And, and we've seen him do this before. I mean, you you would I mean how many championships have they had in the last, you know, they they're they're going for number what? 4? Yeah, uh this yeah, it would be 5 out of 5 if Draymond didn't kick LeBron in the nuts. But he sure did. He did kick him you're in da- the nuts. You're damn right he did. Yeah. Draymond Green to me is the big difference maker in all of this though. Now he gets the ball. He's got the ball in his hands. And he's just magical right now. The, the the triple doubles, I'm just beyond impressed with Draymond Green. He's sort of made it very clear that he's not being a bitch anymore on the on the court. He's not really stirring it up as much as he once did. I think there's a maturation that he's gone through. Um, but right now, with there's just sometimes what's it you know addition by subtraction is that wow I really just came to me holy no, shit good very well, um, well done. Listen, no disrespect to Kevin Durant. I just think that this is a better team overall. You know, Clay Thompson's getting his shots a little bit more cleaner without him on there. Stephen Curry with Draymond Ball with Draymond having the ball, he is freeing up those two Splash Brothers and they're just playing wonderfully right now as a team. They're just wonderful. Is it a crazy statement to say that right now this Golden State team is the worst out of the teams since they've gotten to the finals? Depth-wise also. I'm not just talking about top-heavy. Because top-heavy, when you have a team with Durant and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and AI and Draymond Green as your five, the killer five lineup, you have the best lineup in the NBA and quite possibly the best lineup the NBA has ever seen. It is possible. There's a debate for that. But when you go to that bench, they used to have a lot of guys like David West of the world and guys like that that came off the bench. They don't really have that anymore. They have Looney. They have this guy. They have that guy. Could this possibly be without – I mean, I know they have Boogie Cousins who will come back probably for the finals maybe, and AI will be back, and they have nine days off or eight days off now until the finals start. So everyone should be healthy. But I'm talking about could this possibly be on paper the worst of the teams? Not with Kevin Durant on the yeah, floor. Right? Now, again, I think they're going to win with or without Kevin Durant. So, so just yes. And, and I think Kevin Durant could be um, a really big-time player with his length against the, the Bucks. So – Again, it's like a, the slippery slope. I just think they're playing so well right now, and they, they, they took out— Why mess it up? They took out Portland in, in such a dirty fashion. And not, not why mess it up. I just think they're going to they're gonna dominate either way, whether Boogie comes or, or Cousins comes back. I just think they're a better team than both Milwaukee and or Toronto are at right now. Um, and, and I think they'll win with Durant or without Durant. But I just think if you want to go down the road right now, 
whether they win with him or without him, I think this is the last show for Durant because I just don't think that Durant is necessarily going to feel like he's needed. That's the word. Yeah, needed. I understand right. what you say there. So, so, so my early prediction, I guess, is the same as yours. Come July first, free agency starts. I don't see Kevin Durant resigning with the Warriors. He's like one of my least favorite players, Kevin Durant. I, I hate, he's a miserable guy. He, he's a miserable guy. Yeah. I hate him. Him and Kyrie deserve each other. I hated what he did by going to Golden State. Remember when he joined Golden State? Golden State had the best record the year before in, in NBA history, right? So I hated that move, and that we don't have to discuss that. That 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 crap has been discussed just way too much. I personally am not a Kevin Durant fan. I will tell you this though: if Kevin Durant decides to take his talents to New York City, I will gain a lot more respect for him. What Just about be- Brooklyn? I really want him to go to the Knicks. I think, I think the NBA wants him to right. go to the Knicks. I am, a, I am from New York, but I am a diehard Celtic. I bleed it. And... I still think it's best for I, I just there's something about the Knicks growing up. They should be I know you, you want them to be miserable, but I hate the Knicks. I know yeah. you do. I there's just something about the big apple and, and, and having some stars there and then being uh, relevant again. And I've been very disappointed over all these years that nobody has said after all of these super teams have gotten together, nobody said I'm gonna go to New York where yeah, man, that is a horribly hard place to be sure, with, the, with the media. Course. I'm gonna take this thing on and I'm gonna win here. Well, no one's done it yet. And if Durant does it, it's the only way I'm going to not consider him the biggest bitch in the world. Okay. Because he just basically said, That's okay, fair. I'm just going to go to Golden State and get my titles. And, and then, you know, and he did that. And collect and I, a ton of money. But now I want him to take on a real challenge. And, I, and for me, like, yeah, Brooklyn would be pretty cool too. But no, it's the New York City Knicks. It's Madison Square Garden, Spike Lee, the whole nine. So if he goes there, I'll respect him. But that's, that's, down, that's down the road. No, we still got some time before that. How much electricity would be an MSG? If they literally had Kevin Durant come out there, maybe Kyrie and Kevin Durant, R.J. Barrett, if they draft him, if he dropped, you know, if they get those guys to all come to New York, that is going to be the Mecca again. It's going to turn back into. He just needs one star to come with him because whoever they're getting at the three, which is going to be Barrett, it's going to be, it's going to be. He's a Barrett. Barrett was considered for very many moons going to be the number one pick overall until Zion and Morant went absolutely apeshit. Right. It should be interesting to see what happens July 1st. I mean, we still have the finals to go before that, which I think Golden State, I've said this now for, I think, four or five years Consistent, on the you have. Consistent. No team in the NBA can beat Golden State four out of seven times. And with or without Durant, that's going to be the case. I, and and we're I, gonna I get still it. think it. Tell, tell me tomorrow. Tell me tonight. Tell me in five minutes Durant is out for the rest of the season. His injury is that bad. He's got to be on IR. He's got to have surgery. Something is that. I still think Golden State beats Toronto or, or Milwaukee in the finals. And it's crazy because, you know, to finish this subject up, I think people love uh, Steph Curry so much for all the right reasons that they continue to root for Golden State. And because I, he seems to be the genuine real deal. Kid. Sure. And the Splash Brothers, it's just an exciting team. Um, so, you know, I don't see – I see people still rooting for Golden State to win this thing, but I'd like to see next year maybe them disperse a little bit. Yeah, and, and their owners don't because they're moving into a brand-new arena on the Bay. Uh, they want Kevin Durant back. They want to sign Boogie Cuts. They, they want their super team well, out there. When, when, when teams win, the camaraderie at the end of the season is so real – um, that they want to keep the thing going. So you never know what's going to happen. If they win, it's going to be tough. It's the same thing we said down here in Miami. The fourth NBA Finals, the Heat got to when they played San Antonio. Crampgate, when the air conditioning went out in San Antonio and LeBron got cramps and they lost. If he would have, if they would have won and they would have been on back-to-backs, 
or at that point it would have been, what, three, three in a row, no chance LeBron would leave. He would sign another one-year deal and then see what happens from there. Uh, Wade was getting, obviously, older, and Bosh, we didn't know about the blood clots yet. But with all that said, it's hard to leave after you win. That's what we kept saying down here. There's no way LeBron leaves if they win. They lost. LeBron bolted. Wade bolted. Bosh got a max deal. Then he got blood clots, and everything went to dude, shit from there. Looks like you're crying right uh, now. It was horrible. Like, dude, you need Great a tissue? four years. Jesus. Horrible ending. The worst ending to a story ever. All right. Speaking of endings. Look at you. Is that a good transition or what? I had that written down. Speaking of endings, for the last now, I would say six podcasts at least, if not more, we've been talking about Game of Thrones. We are Game of Thrones nerds. We loved it. We've loved the show for eight seasons. Whether you started watching from the beginning or binge watched to get caught up and you saw the finale, it happened. There were deaths. There were people still alive. There are new, there's someone new sitting on the Iron Throne. We did a couple weeks back here on the podcast a dead or alive at the end. We're going to get to that in a second because we have tallied up the points from that, and I want to get into that. But the finale is is over. The critics are out on it. What are you going to do? Can't do anything about it. People are signing petitions to redo the season, which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you're going to redo a whole season of Game of Thrones because you didn't like how it was this year. Of course, they had to fast-forward everything a little bit quicker than we all wanted. It would have been great if there was a 16-episode final season, but it's not. Your thoughts on the finale of Game of Thrones, I'll give mine after, and then we'll get to our dead or alive list. My first thought are, if the people who signed a petition, the, the million of you, you are a bunch of losers. Right? Oh. God, get a life. I mean, come on. I mean, I love the show, and I, 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 I really. But I don't love the show. The people who love yeah. the show like that, you, you probably need a hobby. You probably. I'm just guessing. Yeah, their hobby is they probably dress up like these guys, and yeah. you know, at Renaissance fairs, and start killing each other. And let me tell you something: the Renaissance Festival down here is her. awesome. I love it, and I see those people, and I make fun of them. Yet I'm there also. But the difference is, please tell me. You want to redo the season? Like, you want to sign a petition to get new writers to redo? Like You're that passionate? You're not Renaissance Festival people. You're Yikes. three stages past. The Renaissance Fair people that I kind of love and I love seeing them, they are three stages behind your craziness. That's where it comes down to. But what do you think? Like, what were your, your – when it was all said and done? It took me a day to really process um, – Did you watch I, it more than once, the finale? Like – I, I saw like rerun like a rerun and I was in and out of it yes. like not paying so much attention. That's exactly uh, what I did. Okay, I watched so, one and a half times. It, that's exactly that. what I did. Uh, okay, so my prepared statement, or it's not really prepared, but my statement on this is that you know I want to raise my glass first of all to the show because it was a wonderful, awesome, yep. awesome show of just cinematography, theatrics, acting, writing. Everything was really just an amazing show that we're talking about it. Literally, the whole world is talking about it. Um, so you seriously, you know, kudos to everybody that put that show together. That being said, uh, I was not happy about the ending. I was quite disappointed in it. Um, my major gripe with the, you know, beef with the whole show is the time jumping with it. Um, when Tyrion, you know, is coming out and you think he's going to be murdered by Daenerys, um, not Daenerys, but you thought he was going to be murdered for, for, for what had happened. Yes, of course. All of a sudden, you see all the council there, and you see everybody, and you're like, what's going on? How long has it been since this all happened? Right, yes. like, what's going on? Like, at that point, Jon Snow had been taken into custody for killing there. So, excuse me. a full me. beard. You'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Right, but, like, what happened there? Like, are we just supposed to, like, know that weeks had already happened, and, 
And all of a sudden, Tyrion, who was about to be killed for treason, is just naming Bran the, you know, he basically just said, okay, I got this. Bran, you're going to be the, you know, you're going to be the king. You're- Who's got a better story to tell than Bran? Yeah, the answer is Arya, but that's another story. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it was just like, um, I, I don't know, I just didn't love, you know, they, they wrapped it up okay, but Arya was a real star on this show, and for her, it was quite obvious that they're doing, uh, you know, now all of a sudden she's Ferdinand Magellan, right? Okay, <laughs> she's now Ferdinand Magellan, which she's we never saw. Christopher Columbus, and, and we it, never yeah. seen what's west of Westeros, right? But you know, your 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 older brother or whatever he is, younger older brother, you know, he just has he's the Raven. He could just go out there and see what's the west of it. It it, it was an obvious move, in my opinion, that they're going to have a a, a spinoff for her, which already I, I hope that I'm happens. excited already. Yes, right. Um, uh, obviously, the big thing is that they rushed the final season, and everybody understands that if you watch the show, they rushed it. Uh, the beauty of Game of Thrones was the slow, you know, the slow buildup of who was going to end up being the king of the seven, you know, king of the seven kingdoms, and six it, kingdoms. Now it's six. Now kingdoms. it's six. That's I, right. I, I, you see that part I liked. I liked that scene. Me too. Yeah, I, she, there was a lot. Sansa's of part- got big balls. She does. Uh, when she Huge told that balls. dude to sit down. Yeah, her <laughs> uncle. It was her uncle. It was beautiful. Uncle, sit, please. Sit, please. Thank you. Yeah, sit down. You're good. No, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they wrapped it up okay. You know, I I thought you know, I just don't understand how Jon Snow be- had to go to the wall and 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 go there because. Grey Worm, who got sent off to his own, you know, island, island yeah. wanted that. No, like, because the, your brother, Jon Snow, you can't just say, okay, you, you're going to hang out with us for a while. I, I just didn't love that. I know that he wanted to go back to be a, in the, with the Wildlings, and, yeah, he, and he did. Um, okay, so overall, you know, it was what it was. If you had to grade the finale... What are you giving it? A C minus. Okay. All yeah. right. That's basically what I wanted to and get And then everyone's to. saying about, you know, all the different endings, like Sopranos didn't satisfy a lot of people. And, um, you know, Seinfeld, for example, was a brutal ending. So I understand it's not easy to wrap up a show of such significance. But, you know, if you saw Breaking Bad or they did it right. for the people who were fans like me of Six Feet Under, those were two phenomenal endings. So it could have been done. I just, again... There was a there was a lot of holes, and we don't have to get into the loopholes of like how an episode, not the last one, so it was episode what five was the five, second yes. at the very beginning with the bald guy Tarius. You know, he was sending a letter to try to you know tell didn't kill Daenerys. Where did those letters what, go? Why was yeah. that? What was the significance of that I, scene? I don't know because you have at the end you have very limited time. What was the purpose of that? And then yeah, he got killed by the dragon. You know, I get I don't understand where they went with it. There were holes in the story, and there are you. It is what it is. I mean, there's not a lot you could do. My, my grade on it was a B minus for for the reason of I kind of liked a lot of the ending. I, I like the the show started. Go back to the first episode of it. It starts off with Ned Stark and his kids. The entire show of Game of Thrones is based off Ned Stark. No matter what you want to say, the Mad King or the Dragon Mom or whatever you want, it doesn't matter. It is all about the Stark family. And it ended with the Stark family. Respect. The opening scene was the Starks. The last scene you saw were the Stark kids becoming adults and doing their own thing. Obviously, some of them have died since. But the three main characters, or four main characters, excuse me, the four main characters, Bran and the the Sansa and Arya and Jon Snow were the four kids. Those, And then Rob, who died, obviously. Spoiler, if you didn't see that, then you're an idiot. But that all happened in the beginning, and that's how it all ended. So I gave it a little bit of credit for that. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, The way they opened it up is the way they closed it. So in that regard, it closed the way it should have. Now, 
where there are flaws all over the place. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the water bottle scene or the coffee cup scene. <laughs> I enjoyed those, that, yeah. Those, that was, I mean, after it's all said and done, it's fun. I was more, what I'm most upset about about the entire series was that for seven seasons on the show, the Night King and the White Walkers were the biggest part of the show because you knew nothing about them. And you feel and you felt like it was going to be the ending with that. Like something is going to happen. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. And they got rid of that in the second episode of this season. And it was done. And there was no storyline about it. It was just, all right, we got him. We killed him. It's over. It's done. And we knew nothing about them. What was nothing. their purpose? What were they doing? What was their drive? Was it just to kill everybody in, in the land and then just take over? Give me something in the final episode about maybe one of those letters that were written that maybe something happened, that maybe there still is one of these Night Walker, Night King people out there. Give me something on that. They killed that off too quick. Say what you want about the end, about, oh, I didn't like how this ended or the time lapse, and I agree with all that, and I'm fine with that. I'm most upset about the fact that that was the biggest storyline for seven seasons. It started off with the Night Walker, and then there was the Night Walker that was eating the babies at one point from the dude, the wildling family that he was banging all of his daughters and making kids with. The, and then it was just, it vanished. It was like a fart in the wind. Gone. White Walkers, Night Walkers, the people on the other side, they're gone. There's no storyline about them. Let's get to everything else. And that's why a million people didn't want it, wanted to redo. And, and that's, that's fine. I don't want to redo. No, 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 no. The show is too good for me to want to redo anything for the show. I do like how they have given you now the fact that we could have four different spinoff shows. We could follow Jon Snow. We could have Sansa in the North. Arya is on a boat with Christopher Columbus for all the fuck we know. And then there is the new king. Like, there are four different ways to spin the show off. I don't know if they're going to get to all of them. I don't know if they're going to get to any of them. I don't know. But they left that open. There was nothing in The Sopranos. And that was my other favorite show of all time, outside of Breaking Bad, which you said, ended, over, done, boom, Best gone. show ever. Sopranos, to me, I wanted there to be something. Now, obviously, James Gandolfini died, so you can't do anything about that. He did? <laughs> Spoiler, if you haven't been alive for the last 10 years. Um, so there was no, like, open door. Like, I don't care what happened to his son, Tony's son, or Tony's daughter, or the wife, or, the you know, any of that. With Game of Thrones, it at least left that door open for, okay, you didn't like the way it all ended. Wait till you see the spinoff series with Arya now, how she finds this, or maybe she finds another continent that's got whatever it was. Whatever it was, I give it a B- minus for that. But my, I can understand how people were pissed. My last comment on it, and I feel people will agree with me, is Bran really... Odds on favorite in Las Vegas. I don't Vegas. care. I know. He was the weirdest character ever. ever. I, I never know. understood him. The way he talked, the way he acted, the raving, the eyes going backwards. You know, it was just a really weird character and a character that many people didn't connect to. And we all have these. I mean, listen, Ari was the biggest badass of all time. You know, like. Now she's I, on a boat. Really? Bran? That's how we ended it with fucking Bran. All right, I'm done. Yeah. All right, so let's get real quickly before we end this. We did a dead or alive. Oh, my God. We did a dead you, or alive. You killed it, Zach. And that's the only reason why I want to get to it before we end this <laughs> podcast. Let's go over who we thought dead or alive real quick, and we'll tally up the points. Obviously, with what Nose just said, you could figure that it's possible right. that I had won. Should I bust this out? In my bust one, it out. In my Ace Ventura. Oh, yes. Oh, voice. Okay. Zach had Jon Snow living. I had him living. We both got a point there. Zach with the killer of all killers, Daenerys dead. I had her alive. That's a huge win for you. 
I had Stansa, uh, Sansa dead. You had her living. That's another hit for you. Yep. We both had Arya living. That was good. I had Tyrion dead. Another nail job for you. I, uh, we both had Jamie Lannister dead. Yep. That was good. Uh, his sister Cersei's you had dead. I had it alive. Mm. Man, God, you were on fire. Brienne, we both had dead. She lived through yeah, them. Yeah, we I were can't both, believe that. Both wrong there. Bran, you were wrong. Yep. You had a dead. dead. I had living. Theon Greyjoy, obviously we both had dead. That was a very easy one, very dramatic death. Yep. Samwell, we both had living. Love that guy. Enjoyed his ending, by yes. the way. You know, helping the new... He brought it. He brought to the show democracy, and they laughed at him. They did. Let's vote. <laughs> My horse will vote. I'm very happy they laughed it off because otherwise it was going into a hole. Right. right. Thank know. God they laughed yeah. it off. Um, Davos, we both had dead. We were both wrong. Yeah. Um, Tormund, our redhead ginger, we both had living, and he lived. And then Grey Worm, which we all thought was going to be very obvious, was a death. Was alive. Alive in the leader, so, yeah. So doing the math, we had Zachary with his microphone on fire. Yeah. 10 out of 14. Wow, wow. The nose, better stick to fantasy football because <laughs> 7 out of 14. Zach, the winner of the contest, the next war meal of food is on me. I like it. All right, that'll do it for this week's podcast. That was fun. No more Game of Thrones to talk about, so we'll have we're to We're done think. with it. We're done. But like I said, and we've said a couple times here, we have some pretty big news that I think we're going to spoil on the next podcast. The preview of what's going to go on for the next, like, two months here in the podcast. It has to do with food. That is the only tease you're going to get right here now. So we're going to keep this. We're going to do a few different kinds of podcasts. We're going to obviously keep up with our sports podcast. Sure, sure. But we are going to be working on a special podcast that's going to happen once every you know every few weeks. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it. But Zach, it's on you to get going. So let's see what we, you got. We dude. will get it going. We will get it going. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank that's, you for that's downloading. Called pressure on the podcast. And eh, no pressure. No. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to our nonsense. As always, we will talk to you again next week. <laughs> It's Zach and the News. I gave you fair warning, beware. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.